three, two, one. Welcome to 96.3 OHM Radio. This is Tales from the Manor presented by Enough Pie, a nonprofit organization in Charleston's Upper Peninsula that uses creativity to connect and empower the community. Tales from the Manor features a conversation with residents of Joseph Floyd Manor with me, Jay Smith, and my co-host, Summer Anderson. Joseph Floyd Manor is a public housing high-rise in Charleston's Upper Peninsula filled with unique and wise elders who have incredible stories to share with the world. We're here to shine a little light on these neighbors and learn a little more about the people that came before us. So thank you for listening. Today, I'd like to welcome our special guest, James Hart. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. How are you doing? Pretty good. That is wonderful. We're so glad to have you. James has postponed his trip to New York because Jay made him come on the show. I so did. we thank and you I've for been doing trying that. To get him on here for a month and a half <laughs> almost. He made it. He keeps giving me the runaround. Oh. But it's okay, you're here now. We're back on good terms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James, I usually ask um, to start off every show if you can share with us a little bit about where you're from. And just some details about your childhood. Yeah, I, was, I was born in Ripple Hospital. Mm-hmm. Raised my back of the green for a little while till I was so bad. Then they sent me in the country. Huh. How old were you when they sent you to the country? <laughs> Eleven. Okay. Because I used to love to shoot them girls with my BB gun. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, boy. That'll do Why it. Am That'll I get you surprised. sent to the country. Yeah, but they sent me to the country. <laughs> was that your way of flirting? No. No? No. <laughs> you just didn't like them. No, but I asked you, I said, can I kiss you? No. I said, okay. And when they go to the closed line, I go in the kitchen window and shoot at my BB gun. <laughs> and they don't know who do it. So that was your way of handling rejection. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I and then my cousin, I dare you to do it. And well, I said, then, I'm going to do it. Yeah, definitely uh, you're going to do it then, yeah, right? I definitely will do it. That's all it takes. But after that, you know, like, I had a good life. You know, my mm-hmm. We ain't go around and steal nothing for nobody. I ain't never been in jail. Mm-hmm. And we ain't never robbed nobody for nothing. Yep. We just like to do devilish things. Just mischievous. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Just all in good fun. Yeah. I love that. That's all. And so did you, from the time you moved to the country in ele- at 11, how uh, long did you stay there? Till I was 14. Okay. And I moved to Seattle. And then what was the reason for that move? Because I was bad. Still. Yeah, I used to love the, the people. A old man had a horse in the wagon. I climbed the pecan tree with my BB gun and I shoot the horse. Oh my You know goodness. what? They should have just taken that BB gun away from you. Right. You wouldn't I have to like move so much. Problem. <laughs> oh man. Well, were were you sad to leave when you were fourteen? I decided they sent me. Oh. Yeah, Seattle. but were you sad though? Huh? Were you sad? No, you I, didn't was care. I was happy. I was ready to go. And when, and when I first saw the snow. I didn't know how to act. I bet not. I stayed up in the snow all night long. Mm. I had a very nice day, and I started liking Seattle, and mm-hmm. I told me, you ready to go back to Charleston? No. No. But I stayed in Charleston. I stayed wow. in Seattle for a long time. Then mm. I started working mm-hmm. for the government, and I, they started sending me from different places. Oh, that's why you were moving after that, yeah. to, they to work. Yeah, different places. Yeah, I used to work in the tower. Nice. And a looking tower, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And 
Them girls just called me cheap because I didn't spend no money. Mm-hmm. Come on, that's good. I don't have no money. I got mm-hmm. a pocket full of money. I don't have no money. <laughs> <laughs> Let's smoke some reefer. I don't smoke no reefer. Uh-huh. I, no, I ain't gonna spend my money on no drugs now. Uh-huh. I still don't do it. You, you sniff, sniff, coke, smoke, crack, that's your business. I ain't spending my yeah, money. Don't bring me into it. <laughs> I agree. That's right. That's, That's amazing. Right. So when you were in Seattle, who'd you stay with, like when you were 14? My aunt. Oh, you had relatives. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's good. Yep. Until I get my own place. When I was 21, I get my own place. Wow. I said, I'm a man now. Then I keep moving from there. The government keep moving me place to place. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I enjoy it. Yeah. Yep. See what, new places. What was your actual, like, job title for the I just got a bulldozer. Oh. Okay. Yeah, for government, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And how'd you I had get to work into for the job corps? On job yeah, corps, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I drive a bulldozer. I drive a dump truck. I drive a backhoe. I've been to school for it. Yeah. I, I actually run any any heavy equipment. You do it, I can run it. Amazing. Yeah. It's not That's easy to do that. Well, see, I had I just like heavy equipment. Yeah. When I was small, five years old, I used to drive my cousin tractor. Really? Yeah, I get on that tractor and I drive it. Oh my my foot hardly could touch. I had to sit way up to touch the touch the brake and the clutch, mm-hmm. but I would drive it. You and now work look at you, clutch. six. How, how tall are you again? I'm six six. Six six. <laughs> my God. That's right. Isn't that crazy? How you couldn't reach something at one point and then you yeah. just sprout up like that? When I first learned how to drive, I used to sit on on a stick of books and stuff. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Sit on that, and I had a stick. The master clutch down and change the gear. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah, I learned. Well, I had how, a very nice place. You, when you learned how to drive, I've been about ten years old. I was driving. Goodness gracious! Yeah. When you live in the country, you got to learn how to drive. Mm-hmm. You got to learn that. how to drive a stick shift. You don't drive a stick shift, you cannot drive. Mm-mm. That's right. Well, I guess I can't drive. <laughs> huh? You can't drive a stick shift? Uh-uh. You can't drive. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to drive a truck in New York. You did? Yeah. Ain't no way in New York you can lose me. New York, Boston, Rhode yeah. Island. Long distance? That's right. And that truck went 100, I would drive my 100. What? That's right. Loaded or empty. Wow. My boss told me, she said, you go, you go in the jail. I said, well, you got the money. You're going to take me out. I'm your best man. You can. <laughs> but, you know, I just yeah. I just have fun. That's good. What, if I work, I have fun. That's good. And I, I've been in that job over 20-something years. Yeah. I ain't never call in a day sick, say I was drunk or sick or something. No. Yeah. I come to work. That's amazing. Because I had a family to take care of. Yeah. And I'm going to take care of my family. Yeah. That's right. You got to put dinner on the table. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to work. Wow. I was I worked two jobs until I started driving a truck. What was your other job? When I first went to New York, I mm-hmm. started washing dishes. Oh, yeah. I started off with dishes. Mm-hmm. And the chef asked me, he said, can you run this broiler? I said, can a beer take a crap in the woods? <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, come on. He said, come on back here. Oh he, said, he said, I want you to back up what you say. I said, if I tell you I can do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I did it. Amazing. And he said, this is your job. Did you like working in kitchens? Did you like the atmosphere? It was kind of hot, but I like it. Yeah. But, you know, the money was good. Yeah. And that time I didn't look for no other job. Mm-hmm. It was snowing, raining. Yeah. And at one day I said, man, I tired being in this kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I told my boss, I said, man, I'm going to quit. He said, why? I said, I'm tired of this kitchen. Mm-hmm. I want to get outside. I want to be outside. Mm-hmm. So he said, 
Jimmy, I said, yeah. I said, I got somebody to come and pick me up. So when, when she pulled up that little, she ain't but maybe a little taller than you. Mm-hmm. And ain't big as you. Mm-hmm. She says, a white girl looks like, I said, well, she ain't white. <laughs> you said, yes, it is. I said, no, she ain't white. Uh-huh. I said, I'm black. I ain't black. I said, that's black. He looked at me. He said, you're crazy. I said, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so you go with that philosophy, too, that this is the color black. Yeah. I'd say that all the time. Yeah. I don't, I personally don't like being called black, black. because I feel like that, that, that is, is the color black. And, and when I don't she said white, I said, what color is this? That's he white. said white. I said, do she look like this? No. no. Well, she ain't white. Thank you. I am so glad. You know what? <laughs> you guys We're are on good terms on today. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I've been saying that for years and I get so much like, just fight back. You're still black. You're still black. I'm, that's not. That's not the color that we're talking about, it's though. If we're gonna color. use color, if we're gonna use color, use the Crayola box yeah. correctly. So you prefer I'm brown? brown. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, same for you. Yeah. Yes. My two daughters. When the one of them was ten years old, mm-hmm. and the old, she, the oldest one was ten, the other one was seven. Mm-hmm. So I said, uh, "Y'all out of school now. So you want to ride with me?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daddy. I said, okay. I said, bring bring a telephone book. And she said, for what? I said, you're going to drive tonight. I said, I'll let you drive my car in Queens. Yeah, I said, but you're going to learn how to steer this truck. Wow. And I said, when you get old enough, I'm going to show you how to shift them gears. What? And she said, okay, Daddy. Oh. I said, I said, sit in my lap. I said, okay, now you got the wheel. I said, you see that white line over there? Yeah, you see that white line over there? Yeah. I said, how fast am I running? She said, 70. I said, I'm going to use them on down to 80. And you stay between them two white lines. If you cross over, you ain't driving no more. Oh, boy. And she hold that big truck right there. Oh, my gosh. I said, damn, I got you now, baby. <laughs> I said, you my, you my main girl. Oh. And when she gets 15, I said, uh, I said, honey, I said, I go into Boston. I said, from Boston, I'm going to Rhode Island. I said, but I'm pulling about 35,000 pounds. I said, I'm going to turn you loose. Don't go over 70. Okay, Daddy. I said, I'm going to back. I'm going to sleep. Oh, my gosh. He said, I said, y'all two got it? Daddy, don't ride, buddy. We got you. I said, okay. Oh, my gosh. I let him drive. I changed the gear and get from under the wheel. I said, don't go to that rear station. You stop two miles before you get there. Uh-huh. Okay, Daddy. I played like I was sleeping. I leaned over and looked over the speedometer. I ain't said nothing. She's starting off pretty good, 75. I look at I said, dang, she's driving kind of fast. You pass these cars kind of fast. I look at the speedometer again. She running 80. I said, um, I said, Deville, how fast you running? She said, Daddy, I ain't running by the 80. I said, but 80, you know you don't have no driver's license? You <laughs> <laughs> go get and pulled I said, you over. Know, what you pulling back there? <laughs> she said, but Daddy, you do it. If you can do it, I can do it. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't say nothing. Nope, oh that's a pretty goodness. good. So, Lord, I said, no, I done train a monster. <laughs> well, that is a driving lesson for the books. Yeah, yeah you're right. right. And true. she went in the Army. And she told me, she said, Daddy, I'd drive anything the Army throw at me. Wow. That was right. And she still, was trained. Yeah. She's still in the Army. And she said, anything they, they give me to drive, I'd drive it. Oh, my God. That's I incredible. Said, because, you see, I treat you, I taught, taught you right. 
I like that you teach your girls things that, you, that yeah. most people would only teach boys, but right. you taught your daughters I that. Th- I, the, the boys, he said, I ain't driving no truck that no. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I said, come on, ride with me. Nah, I ain't going. Uh, he didn't want anything to do no. with it. No. And I said, after he graduated out of school, I said, uh, well, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. He looked at me, and he, he said, well, daddy, he said, I'm going to stand in the corner and sell drugs. I said, go in the room and get my gun for me. <laughs> she said, what you going to do? I said, I'm going to shoot you before somebody else do. He said, no, oh daddy. See, my paper here, I go in the army. <laughs> I said, okay. Oh, right. That sounds like a better option. <laughs> yes, yeah. I like your parenting style. So, you know, and we just, I laughed, and he said, daddy, will you really going to shoot me? I said, I can't answer that one now, because they do <laughs> sell drugs. You may get killed in that corner, and yeah. I didn't teach you like that. I didn't yeah. raise you up like that. Right. I didn't raise you to take nothing from nobody. Right. I said, but y'all, I didn't take nothing from nobody, and mm-hmm. I raised y'all up the right way. Mm-hmm. I sent you all to school. You never come out hungry or nothing. Mm-hmm. When you come from school, money on that table for you every day. Yeah. If you want stuff on the store, but you got to do your homework before you go. You know that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said, well, now you're going, you're, on, you're grown. You got to do your kids like I do y'all. Yeah. That's because I ain't needed to take care of your grandkids. I mean, your, your kids. That's my grand, but I helped them much as possible. Yeah. But you got you got to take my shoes now. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's yours, not mine. Your job mm-hmm. to raise them. That's right. My job is finished. That's right. That's true. Well, yeah. for those of you who are just tuning in, I'm Jay Smith, along with my co-host Summer Anderson. And we've been talking to James Hart uh, about the best driving lesson I've ever heard of and um, some awesome parenting styles. So uh, we're going to take a short break here and play a song that he's chosen. And then it's called When a Man Loves a Woman by Percy Sledge. So enjoy the music. Thanks for listening to OHM Radio, your nonprofit, non-commercial radio station. Thank you so much for tuning in to 96.3 Ohm Radio, your nonprofit, non-commercial local radio station. We are broadcasting live from workshop at 1503 King Street inside the Ohm Radio Station. My name is Summer Anderson, and I, along with Jay Smith, are the hosts of Tales from the Manor. For those of you just joining us, we've been talking to James Hart tonight about some incredible stories from his childhood and also the way he raised his own children, which I think is incredible. Pretty awesome. Let's get into this song, though, When a Man Loves a Woman. This is a great song, and it's a, it's a soulful song, and it's kind of a, I don't know, like a shouting, like, yeah. plea a war, almost. A love like, cry. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So why did you pick this song? I know you said that you you just really like. No, well, the, I had a reason track. because I used to go to this girl named Naughty and Williams. Mm-hmm. I met her in West Virginia, and I really love her. And she got pregnant, and she went back to Pensacola, Florida. <gasps> That's where I'm from. And I misplaced her address and everything, and I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And I said I ain't gonna never care for nobody like I care for her. I tried to find her, but I, I just couldn't find her. What'd you say her name was again? Nadine Williams. You might have to look into that. You know that's where I grew up, Pensacola, Florida. In Pensacola? Yeah. That's where she's from, Pensacola, Florida. Wow. That's a small world. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's hard to know that there's someone, hopefully still walking on this planet, that you love so much and you lost yeah. touch with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she did, we used to work together, and if I get off before her, I'll wait on her and walk her home. Uh, she wait on me. And we are rain or shine, snow or what. We are wait on one another. That's so and sweet. And I said, Naughty, and I said, if I decide to get married, you could be the first girl I married to. Yeah. Sweet. How old were you when you met her? I was about 22. Okay. Yeah. Um, Up to the day, I said, I should have married Naughty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, were, you were young. You were young. Yeah, I might have I to go do a little search for you. Yeah. Huh? I might have to go do a little search for you. <laughs> see if I can. Because I know she, when, when, I, when she left me, she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that would really hurt me because, you know, I don't know if she had a boy or a girl That's or right. what. I yeah. didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I lost the address because she used to stay, keep up with my aunt. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved, that was it. That was the ball game. Wow. And that's why I don't like Charleston today. Mm-hmm. I don't like me. I just be here because I just, I just get. I don't know. Why don't you like to come see me? That's you like. Yeah, you <laughs> that's why I keep going there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why don't you like Charleston? And it's what too, brought you back? It's too slow. Too slow. Well, it is that. And the people is. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I it's, it's a long story. See ya. But you know, like. Most of my family is around there. They, you know, they ain't in, not into drugs. Mm-hmm. Every time I look around, drugs this and drugs that. And you mm-hmm. got some people, 80 and mm-hmm. years old, can't hardly walk and they on drugs. Yeah. That's pitiful. That's sad. You know. Yeah. And every time you see a woman, woman or man, they be begging, can I have a dollar? Can I have this? You know. Mm-hmm. I just look at them a long time and say, Lord, I'm glad that's not me. Yeah. I got I, my my parents brought me up the right way. Yep. I ain't had to beg, steal, or nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. I think it has a lot to do also with the um, the area those type of people are in. I think there's a couple different aspects that may lead um, a group that big of people to be into the those sort of things maybe it's a coping mechanism or maybe it's um maybe it's completely planned out that i mean i i know i do believe that you know there are certain things placed in certain communities to keep that community that way Uh uh, so that other communities can thrive Mm -hmm. so i mean i i think that once you know, if you fall for the trap and then it becomes, you know, something that's ongoing and even generationally, if your mom did it or your dad did it and you see them do it, they kind of fall into that same trap. And I I see that a lot 
uh, in different communities here and just different communities all around the world that I've I've been to. So I think it's it's more so those things, and sometimes it's hard for those people to kind of come out of those things because a they may not have the help, uh, b they may not want the help, or think that they can afford the help. And you know, some people like being stuck because it's easier than you know moving on yeah. into something bigger and greater. Well, they know what that feels like. Yeah. But I just like to say, one rotten apple spoil the whole barrel. It, yep. You see, like you make living in, in a nice neighborhood. You got one guy coming there, or one leader coming there, yeah. and mess up everything in mm-hmm. that neighborhood. But drugs, I mean, that's just yeah. taking over. Mm-hmm. You see, like they said, it takes one rotten apple mm-hmm. to spoil the whole barrel. It sure does. That's all. But you're in a different barrel. <laughs> <laughs> you, for sure. <laughs> Who has been the kindest to you in your life? The kindest? Boy. No. <laughs> Jay, you trying to take credit over there? I was. Jay, all right. I just, I don't like playing with She all right. Let Bubba think over here, will you? Uh, well, I tell you, my aunt lived my, in, in New York, Florida May. Oh, I love that name. She used to send me clothes from New York. And like when the all-star sneakers was out, yeah. I had two pair, a white and a black. Wow. And, and everybody said I had money, but they didn't know it. Everything was coming from New York. Your aunt, <laughs> how sweet. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And you know, they'll, she'll keep me dressed. Oh. That's right. She's looking out for you. Oh yeah. Is she still living? Yeah, she living. How's she doing? She doing fine. That's good. Still live on, right off of Lenox Avenue. Oh, nice. Oh. That's right. Oh. I call her this, but every, every other night, Oh, you do? Always call and check on her. That's so nice. Yep. Because, mm-hmm. you know, somebody treats you nice, yeah. you're not supposed to turn your back on them. you got to remember that and That's continue right. to check on them when they're That's older right. and maybe a little yep. lonely. And I call and say, how you doing? You don't need me coming to New York. Just let me know. Oh. I'll be there. And you would be. That's right. Yeah. I will be there. Yeah. Do you have any regrets? No, I had a no. I regret. I had a good life. Mm-hmm. I can see. You know, I had a good life. But if somebody trusts you, that if anything you get a trust, you trust. Like my boss, my boss trusts me. Now he, anytime you uh, a person will give you his social security number so you can deposit the money in the bank in his account, you know you can't be trusted. Yeah. I go to his house. He Italian. He give him the combination for his garage. But I go to the house, I go in the garage, I go in the kitchen, and I'll fix something, a sandwich, and drink some milk or soda, whatever. But I always leave something to let them know I was in that house. Mm-hmm. And when his wife come home, they said, my son been here. She said, how you know? He leave this on the table. Oh. I leave a fork, a spoon, or something on that table, let them know I was there. Mm-hmm. The man had trust in me. I ain't gonna steal because I ain't going to jail. Right, right. Hey, you know, before I steal something from, I would ask you for it. You can't tell me nothing. No, a year. That's true. That's all. You said no, you can't have it. Or yes, take it. Mm-hmm. That's right. What are you proudest of in your life? Bring my kids up right. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds like you really did. Yeah, I really did. Are they still in New York? Yeah. They are. They know me. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. So there were three <laughs> kids, right? Two girls and a boy. They're in the, they're in the Army. Or all three of them? All three of them in the Army. Oh, doing yeah. good. With the mud boy married. Uh-huh. And he doing good. His wife and all. I said, boy, you doing all right for yourself. Mm-hmm. I said, you need any money? No, Daddy. No. I said, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. That's good for the person that's asking the question and good for the person who doesn't need it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. But see, you got to make an example. If you want somebody to follow in your footsteps, you got you got to be a good teacher and a good mm-hmm. make example for them. Mm-hmm. But if you if you are just a bad person, mm-hmm. that make you the bad apple. That's right. And they're gonna try to follow you. That's mm-hmm. very true. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, like if you always be in trouble and going to jail, mm-hmm. and he can say, "Well, Daddy do this, I can do it too." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he going to jail and, yeah. or Mama do this, I can do it too. Right. That's true. That's a bad apple. Yeah. But if you gonna gonna make that tree grow mm-hmm. and go grow fruit, you gotta treat them right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I always like to um, end the show with this question here: How would you like to be remembered? Just the way I am. Nothing fancy. Nothing different. Just. A lot of people call me Bubba. Just say, Bubba was a nice guy. Anybody tell you that? Mm-hmm. There's some people in the building you work at. They don't know me by no, but they, some of them don't know my name. They call me Big Man. <laughs> and some, you know, they say, Big Man, I said, what? You got a quarter? You got a dollar? I look at them sometimes, you know, I, say, I ain't got no money. <laughs> and, you know, my conscience say, just go on and just give them a dollar. So I turned around and said, here, but don't ask me no more now. You know, but sometimes yeah. you're conscious, you know, you say, I know it's down. Yeah. I know I don't have no money. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what that tall, that, that big guy, light-skinned guy come in the office to you all the time? Oh, Nicholas. He tell me, I, ain't got, I don't have no money, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I said, your, your brother and me know, and I want me a soda. And I give, him, I give him a dollar. Here, take this dollar. Go ahead and get your soda. You know, something like that, because he don't bother nobody. Mm-hmm. He don't bother nobody. And mm-hmm. and he really be thirsty or hungry. If he mm-hmm. asks him, you really hungry or thirsty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, person like that, I don't mind helping him. Right. He's not on drugs. Yeah. I don't mind. If he asks me, I'll give it to him. Yeah. But you on drugs? You, you don't have get, any time. You can't get nothing out of me. Mm-mm. I love my money. Yeah. And I can't see, I'm going to give you my money, you'll give to somebody else. They're living good, and you're living poor. Yeah. You you can't wash your own clothes because you don't have no money. Right. That's pitiful. It is. That's right. It's sad. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, James, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. <laughs> we love being with you and hearing all your stories. You've been listening to Enough Pies, Tales from the Manor, a conversation with the residents of Joseph Floyd Manor with me and my co-host, Jay Smith. To learn more about Enough Pie, a nonprofit that uses creativity to connect and empower our community on Charleston's Upper Peninsula, please visit enoughpie.org. To learn more about Ohm Radio, please visit www.ohmradio963.org. Thank you so much again for joining us. I'm so glad (laughs) I was able to get you here finally. (laughs) And thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you next time. Remember to circulate positivity and good energy. And uh, don't go over 80. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sitting on a telephone book or not. Right. (laughs) 